grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. It used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in trouble, talk shit, and just reminisce about old stories. I'm sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Most weeks, I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. Comedian all the way from New York City, Nathan Orton. What's going on, Brennan? <sighs> How are you, man? Good. How are you doing? Fucking fantastic. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate being here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. Plug everything up front. This is something I always do. Okay. This will come out Friday for everybody. So do you have any shows coming up? Plug uh, your social media. Do that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I always, I'm always having shows pop up last minute. Just follow me at, at Nathan Orton NYC on Instagram. Uh, my social media presence sucks, but if you come to a live show, I will make you laugh. Yeah, you're incredibly funny. I've, oh, thanks, I've seen man. you a couple times. Uh, yeah. And both times recently that I saw you, you had no material. Uh, you literally got there and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, and then you just went up and I couldn't stop laughing. And oh, I was thanks, like, I got to get this guy on the podcast. Right, I appreciate it. I, I did a, a long set recently at Caroline's. And after that, I'm like, I, I, I just want to try new stuff. So, you know, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't just have a new bit every day. So sometimes I just get up there with very little. You got to fill five minutes with those mics. When you came yeah. after you listened to the TED Talk on nuclear war, and then you oh. showed up, and you're like, I had jokes about dogs, but who cares? Yeah. I was just like, all right, here we yeah. go. There was a TED Talk. The title of the video was... I've studied nuclear war for 35 years. Why you should all be worried. <laughs> and then I found out, like, I found out how the dinosaurs actually died. Like, the the, ast the uh, astronaut, the asteroid didn't hit the Earth, and then they just died. It hit the Earth, and then, like, it caused a weird microwave effect, and they boiled to the death. The nuclear winter is what you got to worry then, about. Well, I would rather freeze slowly and still have a few days than just boil yeah. For like 10 minutes. Ugh. Oh, and that's what a nukes would do. Yeah. And I think every, no one's like crazy enough. And there's, I think there's enough safeguards between like a psychopath and the, the button. Like there's always going to be one guy who's like, no, I have a family. Yeah. What do you, you know, but dial it back. We, yeah, we got, yeah. we got stuff going on. I did, we just need to take like Kim Jong-un and Putin and like put him in like a, like a, have them do like a UFC main Cage event. Fight. Just have them fight to the death, and then whoever wins, someone just goes out and shoots them in the fucking head, <laughs> and then they're both done. They're both dead, and then use their body to like fuel something with green energy. There you go. See, we could use. Boom. We could. They could be used as compost. Like we don't have to keep them alive. Fucking ruining people. <laughs> making. We're see. We're making big plans. We're making big plans here on extra. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to. Um, because your path to comedy from just the outside looking in seems um, a little unique in the fact that the family that you come from and everything like that, which you had talked about on stage before. And yeah. we, uh, I was interested, especially because I'm from the South. So obviously a big wrestling Is that where that twang comes from? You got a little bit of it. Do I? It comes, a little bit. It comes out every once in a charming. while. Charming. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I'm not hitting on you. 
It's just you got kind of you got the familiar thing in your voice where it's like, oh, I, I feel like I hung out with this guy in St. Louis. There you go. Because yeah. like I, I'm from there too. I don't have I don't know what my accent is. I think I just have a unique, weird kind of just a yeah voice. Hey, what's that? What's a word that's not flattering? Like on a chalkboard, raspy. Oh, uh, shitty, (laughs) shitty. (laughs) My voice. I don't know. Hopefully, it's not very. It's not. I don't have a very like manly. Like no, no one's gonna hear just my voice and be like, oh, I want to date that guy. That's a man. Yeah, yeah. I just have this weird kind of. It's almost like a. You should be wearing glasses and like almost like a nerdy kind of. Good. Yeah. So I sound smart until they put the words together. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah, Yeah, wait a second. But you, um, how did you get into comedy? Because your your family comes from a, a wrestling background. You said yeah. you did MMA for a little yeah. while. How did you, the the YouTube clip? That's the funniest shit I've ever uh, heard in my life. When you're like, yeah, I knocked out a guy in seven seconds, and then the title of the YouTube it's clip. It's just my brother's name. Yeah. <laughs> I I, th- the, the, I never. I don't. How did it? Ha- how did you end up in New York doing comedy with the the background of your family? Because your dad's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, for wrestling, yeah, your brother's yeah, a yeah. big, big time heel, big Huge. one of the greatest heels of all time, probably. Thanks. Yeah, and then yeah. you said you you were doing MMA and you were doing that kind of thing, and now you're a clown. And yeah. So how did yeah. how did you yeah. get there? All right. So like I wrestled in high school because I thought I was supposed to. Didn't like it, but like I have this work ethic. Luckily, that I think transitioned to comedy, which is why I'm doing better than maybe I should. Like I I'm maybe I'm. Maybe I, I don't have talent, but I worked hard. I yeah. don't know what the fuck. Anyways, but like I um I'm in the same same boat. Yeah, you just I, gotta work hard. The attic mentality. I get up, I go to the yeah, gym, yeah, I go do yeah, shows, yeah, yeah, then yeah. I go to work. It's like that's how. Yep, you gotta grind, bro. Grind, bro. Get your fucking coffee. All right, but I wrestled. I wasn't good, but I didn't quit. And then freshman year of college, I was like, I'm gonna wrestle. Where did you go to college? SIUE, Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville. Okay. Yeah, and I. <clears throat> just decided I'm going to wrestle because I hated it. But, like, I need to prove to myself I can get through a college season. And the um, Greco-Roman coach who fucked with the heavyweights, he had an MMA school. And I was okay. like, you know what? It was like – it was it wasn't big yet. It was, like, just to where it was, like, uh, Ultimate Fighter was on. Like, Diego Sanchez, like, throwback. Okay. And I just started doing that. I started training. And as much as I hated wrestling, like, I kind of had a knack for fighting because I, I have long arms. I was – I could hit hard. Maybe it's just, like, my childhood coming out. But, like, they – I ended up fighting, and I was, like, doing pretty well. Okay. Um, I, I did – yeah. I was, like, 8-2 and two maybe, 9-2. and two. And this is in uh, – Amateur so at, MMA. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it was, it was great. And then I just kind of realized, like, this isn't – I'm not a fighter. Like I've proven to myself, I'm not a bitch. I'm just kind of over it. But I got, I have hip dysplasia, so okay. my whole, like a dog. Yeah, my whole fucking career, and I'll put that in quotes, is like of fighting and wrestling it was all just. I was practically disabled, just fighting through this pain, thinking I was just a wimp when I. Oh really? So you yeah. had like a serious yeah issue? But I'm you all were just fucked like, up. Like, yeah. And atomically, I'm a mess. I have scoliosis. Oh I'm my murmur, God. hip dysplasia. I'm a I'm a I'm a fucking mess. But I'm just like whatever, and I fought through it. But I uh, literally, I'm sorry. But uh, so what was that? Where was I going with this? I just stopped doing it. Started playing the guitar because I always like music. I taught myself the guitar. How long did you? You said you were nine and two. How long did was that? A year. Okay, so yeah. So now you're a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just and- was playing the guitar. I started like partying and. Okay. I guess that's where these stories. Yeah, we'll get into that. Talking about any of this, but uh, yeah. Then after like 
five years later, you know, after just working at restaurants, not knowing what I want to do with my life, being depressed, I still am. But uh, I started doing, I, I got hip surgery eventually because it got real bad. And then once I could, uh, my girlfriend at the time would drive me to the comedy club in okay. St. Louis, Westport Funny Bone. And I went and saw this, uh, like, Best of St. Louis, like, the finals of this competition. So you're back home now at this point. Yeah, 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 in St. Louis. And um, I I just told myself, once I can walk again, I'm going to do comedy. Okay. And I started writing horrible jokes. You know, I, I get up on stage, and then, like, a year later, I won that competition. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, but I still knew I sucked. It was just a small market. Yeah. And it, it took me a long time to move to New York. Because I just didn't have any money saved up, and I was scared to like go broke and shit. Yeah, but which yeah. is a, a real fear. And I've yeah. noticed that since we got here, I yeah, was yeah, lucky yeah. enough to get a good job to where I, I was okay. Yeah. But when we first got here, the the restaurant I was working at was slow, like ungodly slow. And I looked at my girlfriend Savannah, and I was like, I don't know what we're gonna do. Like, I only have enough saved for rent for a couple months. Like, yeah. if we don't pick up. Like I didn't move You're to New have York. To work the streets, Savannah. Well, <laughs> but it was one of those things where it's like, I mean, I could make rent, but then I'd have to work six days a week yeah. at night, and it's like yeah. I didn't move to New York mm-hmm. to do that. Like I should have just stayed in Florida. Then, like that doesn't make any sense. And then I was lucky enough to find a job where it's a lot busier, so I don't have to work as much, and I can do comedy. Yeah. But that's a huge fear for like everyone I talk to back home. Like a big reason they don't want to move is one, it's like. I'm a big fish in a small pond. Why would I go See, where no one cares? That's that's the part of me that made me want to leave. That's me too. I, like, I, was, I don't want to be a road hack. I want to go bomb and be around the best and get better. Yeah, my my big thing, same same mindset was like, well, I'd rather be yeah. a tiny fish in a huge pond and yeah. get to be around all these people. I want to be a fucking leviathan in the ocean. Yeah. I want to be a, a big fish in New York City. I just know it's going to take a few years. Yeah, it takes a while. Because you got to get, you, you literally being here makes you better. That's I'm 10 times better than I was when I moved here. I, I wish I would have moved here earlier. It's yeah, just, it's hard. And now, but now once you get good at stand-up comedy, I'm like, oh, I have to do podcasts and, and promote and mm-hmm. fucking social media. And I suck at those. I'm so bad at social media. <laughs> I'm not good at social media. I'm, I'm Frankly, I don't know how good I am at podcasts. <laughs> I like whisper it like the, I'm not in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, don't tell the audience, but I suck at doing this. But no, now it's like, so the, 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 the people, the potential fan base sees me as an amateur again at these new mediums. Yeah. It's like, comes to a show. Well, but and it's like it, it's just beautiful because we're comedians. We're not athletes. We'll we'll be seventy doing this. Yeah, just gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, you just have to look out for. And I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna be a cool ass grandpa in a movie. Yeah, that grandpa character was great. I'm like no wife, fucking no kids, but I'm like I made it. I did it. Fucking four hip surgeries later. I'm just fucking. God damn it. They can't put me down. I did want to talk about. So when you got here after St. Louis, yeah, did you? Because I found this is I when I got sober and got back into stand up. So I started in 09, and then when I got back into it in 2018, after you know arrests and jail and all that kind of stuff, awesome. I was like, uh, all right, I'm gonna get like an hour together, yeah, like a solid road out, like mm. a, something I can do where if I meet someone and they're like, hey, come on the road with me, I'm I'm set, like I'm not worried about it, yeah. And then I was like, and then I'm gonna get the podcast going, and then I'll get to New York, okay. And then when I got here. Everyone's like, we don't give a shit. Like, you have to start over anyway. Yeah. So I'm in the same position where I was like, I should have just moved as soon as I could. Yeah. But don't – like, here's my my advice. Go through that hour. Break it up into five-minute chunks. Get it down to 
two minute chunks that kill. Yeah. And then put it back together. And now you can do what your plan was. Like yeah. I need to get on the road myself. I don't know. I don't know the logistics. I'm so bad at marketing, promoting, networking, logistics that like I could go. I could like this is arrogant, but it's not. It's just a fact. I could headline clubs. Yeah. Like, I could. And and the owner and the fans would be like, oh, he's a comedian. He could headline, and I could I could fucking follow the host and the feature. I don't care what city. I'm. I'll be fine. But doing that and not losing money because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, that's the challenge. That's the hardest part is I, I, everything you put. Oh, no, I was just going to say every yeah. – because, like, I'm I'm going back home to, like, visit with family and do a run of shows. Nice. But it's all on my – like, I'm paying for it. Yeah, you end up breaking even kind of. Yeah, and, and it's like, one of those things oh. where it's like, yeah, even if I make money, it's, you know, between the plane ticket. And luckily I can stay with family so I don't have to get a hotel. But yep. anywhere else it's like, oh, well, hotel, if I want to rent a car – it's fucking $400 for three days. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, now I'm like, unless you're selling out, you know, comedy yeah. clubs and doing eight, eight, eight shows and they're yeah. putting you up and everything. It's like, oh, I'm just going to break even. So it almost becomes one of those things where it's like, well, I might as well just stay. Like yeah. I'm in the mecca of comedy. I might as well just stay and do shows here. It's easier to not. It's easier to stay the longer you're here. But then you need that break where you're you need to see family and you need to be out of this like pollution and the bitter cold yeah. and the like lack of spots for guys that look like us uh <laughs> it's a get that, that my, my like new year's my new year's resolution was to stop being bitter about that because it's just a fact and it pushes you to get better it'll take us longer but that's whatever we'll be ready when we get there yeah like like compare burr and, and louis ck to some instagram fucking kid who does a year of touring than can anymore because everyone saw him bomb for an hour you know yeah it's so like it's fine i don't care it's gonna take a while uh, but yeah i gotta quit it's hard not to poke fun at that because it's like it's this glaring thing that we can't bring up because we're all right no i i'm i'm listening because I, the p word you know like we're inherently privileged so like we can't complain yeah and it's like but there is that like it's a thing and it's like so i just want to stop bitching about it but it's fun to make fun of i love making fun of it's it. an anomaly it's like this weird it's all right here everyone sees it but everyone denies it except for the ones it's affecting yeah it's like oh this is how everyone else felt for the their <laughs> the history okay i get it <laughs> but it's still it's like why can't we put i wasn't fucking i i wasn't spraying anyone with a fire hose or stopping anyone from doing any like let me complain a little yeah. you know i don't know i i think it's i think that's a big new york thing too because yeah. I complain about that kind of shit all the time. Yeah. Like with certain people, especially like when I go home, I'll be like, can you believe? And then a lot of times people are like, well, laugh because we're just poking fun at it. Like we're making yeah, yeah, fun yeah. of it. Yeah. But I, I've noticed up here, I'll say certain things that shows and it's like, <gasps> yeah. and I'm like, oh, I thought, I thought we were joking. Like I thought we were kidding around. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like Norman's always on stage and like jokes. They're just jokes. Yeah. We're just kidding. And Norman got in like, he's obviously great, but he got in and he's, Still, like, he's doing the clubs that we want to be doing, and he's um, regularly, right? Yeah. And he's still dealing with, like, what you can and can't say. That, to me, having to to thread the needle and dodge the laser beams is fun. It makes you a better comic. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't like being told, oh, sorry, that we got enough guys that look like you here already. And it's like, well, but I'm different. My jokes are different. Yeah. Why can't we go off that? But there we go. Like... I think I was too vague before I just said that last thing. So now everyone listening at least knows what we were 
alluding beating to. the bush around yeah. white guys don't get a lot okay but uh <laughs> but uh like i gotta like i'm 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 celibate it, like it's weird that you say that you're sober yeah um because i'm sober i've been like i started transcendental meditation and since then my life has gotten way better i getting up early to work out um i'm sober as fuck i i've been celibate because i'm I just don't like casual sex. I'm, I'm a weirdo with that. I like to get to know somebody. I'm the same way. Uh, yeah, I'm an. It, well, I think most dudes are. It's just not cool. Yeah. And most dudes aren't comics, so they don't divulge. I I tell people all the time. I'm so happy that I'm in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone that I love and care about because to do the casual thing. Yeah. It's between my insecurity and just my lack of self confidence sometimes and stuff. It's like this is it's painful. Yeah. Like my anxiety is always shooting up yeah. and I'm like, I don't I don't know you. Like I don't wanna like, I don't love you, trust you, or even know you and now I gotta get a boner. Yeah. And then it, it's a lot it, of pressure. If it doesn't go well, yeah. All of a sudden it's Yeah. You're just a guy. Yeah, yeah I'm just some just guy. Suck. And then got you know now luckily you're on her podcast yeah well no but yeah exactly like luckily something maybe in my career takes off and then to her and all her friends I'm just that guy she met at a yeah. bar who couldn't get hard once you and know it's like you I, know how many girls out there when I make it not if when <laughs> gotta be confident gotta be confident. oh my god he couldn't he sucked like I and I found out what it is so like uh but I I was originally saying like I'm sober or, or, or celibate yeah so being celibate I've just kind of started saying asexual. To like almost kind of, it's tongue in cheek, but like I kind of am. Yeah, I mean, and, and and that puts me in the LGBTQA community. So like, it's like a ha ha wink. I'm in that. I'm one of those because you're celibate. So, so you like, are... I like get book me. But like, <laughs> it's kind of like a joke. But I am celibate, and I'm gonna be until I meet the right person, which won't happen until I'm rich and famous, and then it'll be someone who doesn't really love me. They just want my money. So that's life. But uh, you can't depend on someone else for happiness. But a hundred percent. But I have, I have, uh, you know, how I have hip dysplasia. Yeah. So I have this other, this pelvic floor hypertonia, which is probably more common than you think. But it, 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 the muscles in my pelvic floor like constrict the blood vessels. So like I can get hard, but it like it, it. I have to like eff- put effort into keeping it. So if I don't, kn- and I'm working on it now, physical yeah. therapy, I'm going to get injected. Like I'm taking care of this. Are you doing the injections? I remember you yeah, said yeah, you yeah, probably yeah. weren't. There's a payment plan. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to go all the way. Just yeah. try to do this. But, but it's like, the funny thing is, is if I don't know a chick and I'm not comfortable with her, you add that anxiety to already like oh, having yeah. to kegel my dick into rigidity <laughs> until she comes. Like that's. That's a lot of pressure. Like sex was never enjoyable. Yeah. Until it was like a girl I really was comfortable with and it was like relaxed. But yeah, my sex life has been so garbage. Being celibate's easy. Yeah. And like you think this is embarrassing to admit. I just don't give a fuck. I think you hit a certain age in your 30s. You don't care. Yeah. Well, and it's it's so interesting you bring this up because when you talked it because you were talking about that on stage a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I and I honestly thought to myself like, wait a second. Is that something that maybe I have? Because that's been a huge Dude, problem. You know how many dudes were probably like, yeah. Because I always thought it was my anxiety. Because I'd yeah. get with someone, if I, if like, especially in college and stuff, I would have to drink so much. And yeah. I, I had a whole bit about like playing like amateur alchemist where it's like, I can drink, mm. but if I drink too much, I can't get hard at all. And I that's black really out. That's funny. And if I, thank you. And I, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay at this. Uh, this no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, if I don't drink enough, then I'm too anxious yeah. and then I can't get hard. So it was this whole thing that's where it was great like, bit. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic no, or not. Why would I be? What? I don't know. My voice is sarcastic. Because you go, I, no. that's a great bit. No. In all seriousness. There's, no, because, no, it's, I wish you died and I could do that bit. <laughs> because it, I could add it to my boner problems. Because jo- I don't even have jokes about it. I just talk about it at mics because I, I don't care if it's embarrassing. And I'm trying to find something. When I sit and write about it, I'm like, no one wants to hear about this. Then I get on stage and I have no other jokes that are, I need to work on and all right so my dick and it's no one want I know it's horrible no one wants to hear a guy talking about his dick but you do that until you get to those good jokes and then they're relatable because yeah. every dude's been through this I oh mean, for sure the only guys that talk about their dick besides comics who are just vulnerable and weird and open are guys who are like just genetically lucky or they're lying yeah, that's true. So you don't hear many honest dick stories from dudes. Well, and that's the other thing you hear too. it from women. Then you find out every guy sucks, and you're like, okay. That's my oh Just, my god. There's so many. There's so many people out there who are probably like, yeah, tiny dick couldn't get hard. Yeah, that's, and that's just life. That's what happens sometimes, yeah, you yeah. know. But I want to. I can't believe we got on this topic. I want to do it's, a. It's. I feel like we're best friends now. It's very. <laughs> do we just become best friends? Your dick. Yep. Instead of a drum set, it's dicks. Just your dick barely works. Dicks. My yeah. dick barely yeah, yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually did the uh, I did the Bluetooth thing for a while when I was still single, and I was ah. like, because I it was such a problem that it would get in my own head. Oh yeah, yeah. If yeah, the yeah. date was going well, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, uh-huh. I guess I'm going to be expected to perform. Mm-hmm. It was over. Yeah. And this is hours before anything would happen. Yeah. I would already get into my yeah. head, and it's over, bro. That's a cop, dude. Men are expected to be perfect with that and that's and like we are emotional beings with feelings too that we're intelligent i'm not some neanderthal or some ape that can just fuck to reproduce because that's what my i have a big brain surrounding that primitive system that's going (gasps) pregnancy stds is she crazy she could fucking rob you. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Bite your dick off? I don't know. <laughs> you can't trust people. I, I, I've been saying that forever. So, yeah. People are always like, you're so cynical. And I go, yeah, because people suck. Yeah. In the words of the great Tom Segura, some people suck. Mm. And it's, oh, my God, I can't. But, yeah, that's something I wish I wit I, because I played football almost my entire adult life, like from high school all the way through uh, a few years in college. And there were some guys on the team that were just like in that like Neanderthal kind of like alpha primitive brain. Mm -hmm. And I at times would be so jealous because I'm like, oh, you guys don't care. Like you'll walk around naked at a party and just not give a shit. Okay. And it's like. It's funny because one of my (laughs) stories. One of my. All right. <laughs> but I, I was always envious of the guys who were just kind of like, yeah, look, I just get hard and I fuck. Like, that's just what I do. And I'm always like, oh, you don't think about like, mm-hmm. am I doing this well enough? Is she, yeah. is, am I making her happy? Is she going to yeah. come back? Yeah, yeah, like, does yeah. she like me? Does yeah. she not? None of that crosses your mind. And yeah. they're like, no, I just get hard and I fuck. The irony about dudes who don't care about the woman's pleasure are better because they're not in their head yeah. giving themselves the anxiety, which takes away from your dick powers. <laughs> but like, I think I truly am a, I'm a huge proponent of, I'm kind of glad all this happened because a, I've, I'm on this huge health kick and it's probably a lot subconsciously to make sure my dicks in top gear till I, the day I die. 
Um, because once you get over the anxiety and like the blood vessel is, cause it's not like my blood vessels are clogged. I'm healthy. It's this little issue that I'm, I'm, that's fixable. You're just too jacked. So once exactly, dude, my dude, I'd have been too in too many kegels. <laughs> just kegled my dick into, into <laughs> just submission. Yeah, exactly. I submitted my dicks in a fucking arm bar. I got myself in a dick bar. Just my body's triangle choking itself. La- laugh into the microphones. <laughs> they don't go, oh, the sky's. All right. He's just but, talking to himself. I fucking, it's hilarious. I get it, though. It's, it's a reaction. It's going to be the title of the episode. I put my dick in a dick bar. Uh, dick bar. I'm saying that on. I see. You're, you're not supposed to do bits on here, but you can do stuff. You can say things on here and turn them into bits. Yeah. It's going to be turned into a bit. I um got my dick in a dick bar. Yeah, but uh, shit, I'm. How's the blue chew work? I've never done anything like that because I was like, I knew deep down before I figured out what this was, and like it's been diagnosed by a specialist. Like, yeah, yeah how have you not killed yourself? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's a funny. No, because like here's the here's the symptoms of pelvic floor hypotonia. Uh, constipation. I feel bloated all the time, even though I'm like slim. I look like I'm like. I have like a gut uh, dribble after I piss, which is you feel incontinent like an old man. It's fucking embarrassing. Um, oof. Edit that out. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but yeah, I, I go to this guy and he's like, do you have all these symptoms? I'm like, yeah, I, I just thought I, it was my 30s <laughs> or, or late 20s even like is when I and he's like, no, your body's destroyed. You need to you need help. And now I'm doing that. And now that I'm fixing all this. It's like, it gives me this huge hope, but like, since I've had such a horrible past, I'm able to avoid dating and shit. And then I have all my time for me. Yeah. But it's like, I don't even know how to date. Like, I mean, it's, I've all the girls I've hooked up with or been with, it's all been them putting themselves in that obvious bubble of they wanted me to, and I knew yeah. so then I could initiate or they would even initiate but I've never only once I've like gone up to a girl only once in my life. I've gone up to a girl and got, I got her number and I ended up, she was my girlfriend for like nine months. I'm, I do. I feel, I feel where you're coming from on that because that is something I have no game. Yeah. I've, I was raised around women. So I'm more comfortable around women. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Like I, I never understood like the, the dude bros who are like, yeah, man, I was fucking her in the pussy. I'm like, ugh, gross. Like, ugh. Yeah. Like yeah. it just feels gross when people talk like that. That's really funny. We're both on the same page with that. But in the world of comedy, people would see us, maybe hear a joke we do and assume we were that. Yeah. Oh, isn't it happens that, all the that time. is a nightmare? In my St. Louis scene, um, I was like on a small scale, like canceled. I was banned from mics because of like jokes that were misogynistic but it's like no i'm working out premises dude women come up here and make jokes about cutting guys dicks off and they get applause like let me say some shit yeah you're trying to work it out out yeah Yeah. you can't you can't figure out where the joke is but all those people who like cancel you they never did anything they quit you know then you realize oh they're not comedians they're hobbyists looking for something and they they found other cancel culture i'm a victim preachy fucks and then they became friends and now there's six of them and they bully individual comics under the premise that that comic's the bully it's blew my mind yeah it fucked with my head i was like what's wrong you know but yeah it's totally well and it's also one of those things because i understand and i even address it when i get on stage a lot of times like at at real shows and stuff it's like i understand when I get up here, immediately what the vibe 
is like what what the vibe is portrayed. Mm-hmm. And then I get into some of my stories, and then I'm like, just so we're all on the same page, like I'll I'll talk about some things that have happened to me, and then people are like, oh. Not what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah which is yeah. which is great. I it's like you said, it's challenging. It makes you work, and I I love that aspect about it. Yeah, but it's interesting as well because I never, unless I was blackout drunk, would never approach women. Like yeah. I always, if I if it was a, someone I was introduced to, like a friend of a friend, I'm on it. I'm like Jerry Maguire, man. I was hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I could talk, make jokes and stuff. But if it was strangers, yeah. like I would not. I just wouldn't address. I wouldn't talk to them. Yeah. And that's just something because of my anxiety and stuff. It's always I've always been like that. Mm-hmm. It, relationships and everything. Every relationship I've been in, normally the almost a hundred percent of them, the woman made the first move. Yeah, and yeah. then I was kind of like, oh, cool. And then you know you you kind of let your guard down, and then you loosen up, and then boom, next thing you know, you're dating. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever like given my number to someone or like reached out in like DMs and been like, "Hey, let's hang out." I've never, I was terrible at Tinder. I've never like, I was DM'd so bad at that. Like never. Oh my! But God. there's there's a stigma for DMing, sliding into DMs. It's like a literally sliding into DMs. It's like a bad taboo. I I've never done it. I want to look thirsty, and then I don't approach. It wasn't just. It wasn't only not having confidence. One, it was like this odd ambivalence, like. And this kind of, like, I want to just worry about my shit, like, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I saw a quote by Simon Cowell. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> and it was, uh, get make money first, then fall in love. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not making a lot of money, so I'm still far behind. But it's like, yeah, that goals, career, that comes first. Because once you fall in love, love, and you're in that trap of, like, I'll have a kid with her. That's going to change everything. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. So I just avoid it. But also this whole thing, we're not like this whole me too. It's like, I don't want to accidentally scare a woman and then she blows it out of proportion because I approached her in the wrong way. And now that what the fuck now I'm a creeper. It's, it's happened before without me even doing that. Like where it's just kind of a lie. So it's like, I'm just really sensitive to like. Just yeah, just any stay out bad of it, yeah. press with that. I never want a woman to be be uncomfortable. I want to be the comic that other like female comics are like. Oh, I like when he's around because he's he's respectable and like if there's a creep, he'll, he'll take fucking care of it. mean mug him or yeah. walk between us and the creep doesn't fuck around. Yeah, like you 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 got the same kind of like you and I like the average creepy guy probably wouldn't wouldn't fuck with us right because yeah. creeps generally aren't big scary dudes Those no dudes they don't target need the to be we- creeps. they target people who they think are weaker than they're them. weaker little yeah, yeah. They're, they're pussies not to be Crass, little bitches yeah. little fucking little bitches. punk ass bitches um all right we gotta get back on track we kind of went on a tangent that's fine was it my fault no no it's totally mine i love it though uh that's what the show's all about yeah it's a podcast we're yeah supposed to. you had a lot of stories too so we're definitely gonna have to have you back on but yeah i wanted to ask you uh just for everyone listening um because i know some people are gonna be like what the fuck you never even asked him what was it like uh growing up with like in that environment with like a real famous father and that whole thing Do you- well so i knew i knew cowboy bob orton more so as the the grumpy car salesman (laughs) you know like i when i was a kid he was out of that and then he got back into it after my brother got into it because there was that door opened again yeah it just makes sense did your brother get into it because of your dad or was that something that yeah 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 yeah. 
Um, my brother got into it early. Like my brother, it's crazy how big of a star my brother actually is in that world. Yeah. Like, oh no, he's yeah, he's, he's huge. He, it's yeah. ridiculous. And like Randy Orton for it's everybody. Just listening. the yeah, it's just a fact that he is. He's people say like he's one of the best of all time, and I'm like, oh, that's I'm so proud. That's so cool. It's not like he's just. In oh, the I WWE. thought you were gonna be like, but there's another part of me that's like, no, 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 no. I'm not jealous at all. That literally comedy and. It's not even apples and oranges. Oranges, it's like fucking apples and like Cement SUVs. Trucks. Yeah, like what? It's there's just no. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It he can. Yeah. I and and like I said, you, you even saw I got I knocked a dude out on YouTube. Yeah. And his it's, name, Randy Orton's, Randy Orton's brother, knocks someone. It's like it, it. I'm always gonna have to deal with that. And then, and when I'm like in a dark place, as comics can get, and I'm depressed, I'm feeling sorry for myself, and I'm angry at everything. So that's when I'm like, I oh, fuck, I, I hate this. But then most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, it's just a part of my life, and I have an excuse to talk about it. Like I avoided talking about it for a long time. Yeah, I could imagine. But now on stage, I have to because I have to be prepared. Like when people ask me, you ask me this question, I'm just. I don't even know what to say because it's like I have nothing to compare it to. And my brother was just always big and strong and I looked up to him and like I was like I knew he'd how like if anyone picked on me, I was I would just think of like my brother would kill you. Yeah. Like you can't pick on me. Rip your arms off and beat you to death. With yeah, them. yeah. My brother was always a big dude and he's eight years older than me. So there wasn't really you know, we ha- we didn't hang out. He was yeah. always nice to me, I'd say. Uh, but I was kind of a neglected kid. Like I played video games all the time and then they, my family would shame me for it, but it's like, you guys don't, you didn't get me into sports or anything. Like nobody wants to hang no out. No one fucked with me, but I also look like my parents were providing for three children. I don't try to say I had a hard childhood. I was just lonely and had to, I just video games. Yeah. That's all I did. Um, by the time I was 12, my brother was out the house. So like, I don't have met. The majority of my life, my brother has been a fucking famous person. Yeah. I was going to say, because he's eight years older, so he was yeah. he was Randy he started, Orton before. Yeah. He was doing that shit when he was 20. So, yeah. So, you would have been... And he's 40. He'll be 42. So, that's more than half of his life. He's been doing it. And I'm eight years younger than... Doing the math, that's like, what? what is there to say? Yeah, there's this big jacked guy who's my brother, <laughs> who's famous, and I don't really know him. Super but famous. but we also I go back home and we hang out, and he's a good he's a good brother. Yeah, I don't ask him for shit, and I'm proud of that. It's very people say it's very noble, but like he wouldn't let me starve to death. But like the goal is to never be in a position to I'm gonna starve to death because I, I I'm I'm a grown man. I don't yeah want help take care anyone. of yourself. Yeah, exactly. But like sometimes it is like I look at his house and then I look at my apartment. <laughs> God, this is that. fucking ridiculous. You can't do that. I know. Now nah, that's when I'm like in bed. I'm like, Jesus Christ, My, what, how are we in the same family? <laughs> the fuck? It's like I don't ask for shit, but then like, um, you start to be like, I'm not going to ask you, but if you have an event moment, if I if I think hard enough, will he telepathically go? Oh, oh, does he need? Should I? Should I Venmo him twenty grand? Because I I wouldn't notice it gone, and it would change his life. But no, no, no. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't ask. Like he got me. I've been into credit card debt like in college, and he got me out. Like little things. Oh yeah. And I say little things, but like they're micro to him, but they're huge to me. Yeah, you know, it changes like, your a life. A couple grand. Like thank you. Yeah, exactly. that's it's it's crazy just how that can be so different to some people. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, 
what do you need? 10 grand? I'll write you a check. And it's like, that's literally, that changes my entire life. Yeah, 10 And you'll grand, just like write a check. That'd be amazing. My, if my, and that it's never been that much because I would feel like kind of like spoiled if that much, but yeah. if a, a couple grand is like, oh, thank you. And like, this is reasonable. But if anyone like writing a check for 10 grand even to him would be less significant than when I've given a dollar to a homeless person. Oh, yeah. In the grand you scheme of things, if you if really you think, think about it, percentages yeah. of yeah. wealth, that's crazy to me. And when I look at it that way, I'm like, I've given a lot of dollars to homeless people. <laughs> but it's like, uh, but but then it's like, it's you can't judge it like that because it's like. <laughs> no, because you know, it's, totally, I, it's different. I but. like that I struggle and I have to work hard to like have a very just above sad life. Yeah. It's fine. Because who would want to, oh, yeah, I had everything handed to me and here's some jokes. If it was you easy, know, it would just be the way. Yeah. And that's why, that's what separates people, not only who get into like comedy, but also separates people who move yeah, exactly. to a foreign place that's super expensive. That yeah. They don't know if they're going to make it. Yeah. And that's the difference. You know, and it's just like when you, when you were training. It's just yeah. like when I played football. Like the difference between someone who's like, yeah, I did that once in high school. And now I play for, you know, the fucking New York Giants is mm -hmm. the fact that you just, one, it's God-given talent, but also it's just you just never quit exactly you just you gotta keep, keep going going um i tell people that all the time it's like they're like oh well what if it doesn't work out it's like there is no doesn't there is yeah, no plan b yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah there is no doesn't work out and by the way sorry i didn't answer your question but uh i <laughs> barely said anything about it. yeah it's hard to really answer that it was just my dad i mean you know yeah and, and i get i understand the question everyone has an excuse to ask how, what was it like but i think i should have the excuse to go you like it was just growing up. What was your what was yours like? Because yeah. I mine will be similar. There, I didn't like. It wasn't like we didn't like body slam each other after <laughs> dinner. You know what I mean? Like he didn't choke slam me if I got C's on my report card. It was just he was a dad. Kind of scary. Now he's like a sweet older man. He goes to the gym all the time. He starts smoking again. Fucking must want to smack him. But he's a big guy, right? My dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. Him and I get along great now. I think he didn't like me when I was a kid. Okay. Or 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 even like my twenties. I think I made him. I drove him crazy because like a little drinking and driving, which I got from him. But um, <laughs> Just like you know, you Matt, it's fine. Every it, this, it's been years. Like nothing. Yeah. There's no murder that. We're hiding. Like, yeah. it's fine. It's just like, do you know how many times, like, I would have to, I'd be like, I hit a deer or I swerved out the way of a deer? That, you know, and it, looking back, he was like, no, You think I'm fucking stupid? <laughs> I've done the same thing. There was no deer. There was a fucking, a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Let's you know? talk about it. Let's get into yeah? it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into some of these stories. Um, Okay. You, Segway. Yeah, you sent me. Well, you, we're talking about it now. No, I um, gave you. Yeah, I gave you bullet. These are all things that popped into my head while writing. They're yeah. not fleshed out. They're just like talking points. Well, you gave me ten, so we're not going to be able to get to all of them. Which yeah, is why I got to have you back on. Yeah, we'll get through two of them. I mean, this was. I want that first one. The first one was really good. Um, okay. Just it sounds it sounds good, and we're talking yeah. about drinking and driving. So let's let's get into it. This is drinking and driving, but it's not the bad kind. So this is after high school. Is this like the summer before yeah. you go away to college? It was It was either the summer after senior year or the summer after... I think it was the summer after senior year of high school. Okay. And my friend... There was like this group of friends. I finally like wiggled my way into this group of friends. They were like cool kids, but some of the people on the wrestling team were friends with them. And I was like the 
not clown, the team clown of yeah. the wrestling. So uh, I like I was able to make some friends through that. And I ended up with like these and this group of friends, still friends with like half of them to this day. But one of them had this property and um, there was like a house and we'd stay in it. And we'd just get drunk and drive four wheelers and do like, you know, Fun mid- Midwestern Southern fucking shit you probably did. Right. Yeah. But there was a pond and uh, on the property. Yeah. On the property. Yes. And this was a, and it was a situation where cops even showed up because we like kind of like we need to do something to get a tow truck and they didn't give a f- they didn't even ask if you were drinking it was like this is a private property oh really yeah like no one cares but why would the cop show up tell tell everybody what happened i don't dude i don't remember <laughs> but i can tell you what i do remember yeah tell us that so i was my car was for some reason parked close to a pond and uh i was in the driver's seat. i go to this the car with this girl and as we've already touched on, I probably was panicking. And, oh, I don't know. Oh, what am I going to do? Yeah. Perform. This is back when I was a virgin. I lost my virginity at 21. Oh, wow. I know. But uh, yeah, anxiety, right? But we go, <laughs> Anxiety. We, it's crazy. We go, into my, we go into my car and I'm in the driver's seat. And like, I forget what the fuck. We were just drinking. And like, there was like, I didn't, I didn't know how to make a move. I'm like a dumb kid. Like the, imagine the anxiety we've talked about and I'm 19, 18, yeah. you know, Shit, so that I, happened to me in my late twenties. Yeah. So I'm just sitting in the car and she ends up like sitting on my lap, right. Mm-hmm. While I'm in the driver's seat. And as she does that, like, uh, I think we were like, kind of like making out or like touching or whatever. But as she, as I like put my foot down to adjust my body. And my foot just goes on the gas. <laughs> and for some reason, it wasn't in park, I guess. <laughs> and I just, my car just goes into the pond. Just head first, right yeah. into the pond. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. And this just shows you how fucking, well, I shouldn't say women, women, but at least this woman was. She just got out of the car and walked away. <laughs> like, oh, I guess he's not of use. <laughs> like, I guess I'll just fucking fuck him forever. So she walked off, and I just go to my friends. I'm like, uh, my car. Was it stuck? You couldn't get it, it back out? It was stuck. I couldn't get it out, but it was just like half. It wasn't submerged to where the car was ruined, or it was like fear, like a danger of drowning. It was just like just a sad, like the first just, the front the, the front uh, passenger wheel was just in the mud, and then like. There was enough water on the undercarriage of the car to where it fucked some stuff up. So, like, my power steering got fucked up. Okay. So, I drove, like, three hours back to St. Louis and couldn't, like, turn the wheel. Okay. It was all highway, but, like, I just had to, like, uh, so I just had to fix the power steering when I got home. But, yeah, we ended up calling, like, a tow trucking guy. He pulled the car out. For some reason, I, I remember them being – maybe it wasn't cops, but it was just the tow truck people themselves. I was like, oh, they have to report it. And I was – but nothing. No one Yeah, no one cared. No one ever cared. May, that's just me not remembering. Um, but there was that. I mean, yeah. That's – that. Not much of the a story, but it's no. I mean, it's pretty good. silly. That's pretty the, silly incident. I asked you for the bullet points. And like I said, the very first thing you sent me was – 
<laughs> got drunk and drove a car into a pond. And I was like, this is going to be a good episode. We're going to have some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Now, we were talking about walking around naked earlier, and then you put naked on a float trip. What, oh. is, what does that even mean? Yeah. So I, as, okay, as fucking shy as I am with women, when I get drunk, well, God, because I'm sober now. I was a clown. Like, I would just do anything I could just to get, make my friends laugh and be ridiculous. And, like, you know you know when strangers are, are mortified, but it's funny to the people in on it? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. just that kind of type of guy. Just awkward. Just, like, I'm sure you've seen me on stage bombing, but it's funny for me and you and one other guy. Yeah. That's just, like, this is for us. Everyone's <laughs> horrified. But I just got naked, put a sock on my dick, and walked around drunk during the day on a float trip. What's a float trip? Oh, people don't know that. Yeah. So in Missouri and maybe a couple other st neighboring states, you got these like you, these calm enough rivers where you can just go on a raft with a bunch of buddies and you get drunk and... That's oh, so you just float thing. down the river. It's yeah. a float trip. Yes. Got it. Now but it makes sense. Th there will I've seen Ozark. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but there will be there will Ozark, that's a good show. It's a really good show. I'm waiting for second part two of season oh, three. Oh, so excited. So ex I want I at first I was disappointed because I was like, why is this six episodes? Why is it broken up? Yeah. And 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 and, and Oh, there's a second part. Oh, two months away. Okay. But anyways, so it was great, though. Float trips were great. A lot of eye candy, just hot chicks, bathing suits. That's why you do it, to, for the eye candy. Um, a little little aside, one time, this girl and I... Uh, <laughs> this is funny. I just thought of this. <laughs> this girl... I, this is back... Like I guess I was kind of like ripped at the time. Um, like I had abs or whatever. So like compared to the average guy, it just was easy. Like a, a girl who's like slutty or looking to be... Hook up was like, yeah. oh, he has abs. Okay, he wins. Yeah. So this girl who was- Especially in St. Louis. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't have a heart attack countdown. Uh, the This hot girl way out of my league sees me. Like, she just starts, swims over to me and starts hanging out. And I'm kind of like hanging out with her and we're drinking, having fun. And the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, what if she wants to be a fucker? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like yeah, we talked about. Absolutely. But we ended we ended up in the water <laughs> Countdown, the end of day's clock is yeah, just yeah, in yeah. the back of your head. Right. Like, right? I'm not going to make it. Yeah. So we're in the we're in the river and she just puts her hand in my swimming suit and grabs my dick while we're in frigid water. <laughs> and I'm nowhere near thinking of and my dick. Like I'm a grower. I'm already a grower, but this is cold water. She grabbed my dick and and then she just swam away. <laughs> I swear to God. And bro, that's going in my set. That's funny. That's that's the clip. I just thought of that. But like she literally girl grabbed my dick and swam away. No amount of ads oh, could make up for it. No. No. <laughs> And I was just like, I was, I was like lying to myself, like, oh, Jesus, you know, I never had a chance, anyways. But it's like so many missed chances with hot chicks, just because of my anxiety, or, yeah. or, or being unfairly judged on my cold water boner. Like that's ridiculous, cold water flaccid. Dick. Yeah, that's not. You can't. But then she, I saw her like with this, with like my friend's older brother, when in the same group. So she just like went down the rank one to like a guy with confidence who was like 
I was like probably 23 at the time. He's probably like 30. So he was like, he was more confident and like probably charmed her with like not being a kid. Yeah. And she, then he probably fucked her. So you. On dry land. You so disappointed. Yeah. So you used to just get naked and put a sock on your dick and so walk yeah. on these float trips. And, and there were three or four of these float trips. They were amazing. They were a blast. But like. I'd end up, I'd come back home, I'd have poison ivy on my dick, like it was oh, ridiculous. God. But uh, when I was hanging out with all my buddies uh, on this float trip, I was like naked, sacking my, and there was this guy who kept coming over to our campsite and was stealing, he was stealing our alcohol. Yeah. So me, this isn't a good moral. That's <laughs> what we're all about here, an ex-drinking buddy. <sighs> I, <laughs> I pissed in a cup and gave it to him. Oh. And he drank it. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, why would you do that? And he immediately knew it was urine? Yeah. He goes, why? And everyone's laughing. And I just walked away. And uh, you don't steal people's alcohol. Buddy. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. That's yeah. something I live by. Still to this day, I don't yeah. drink, but that's still something. You don't take another man's alcohol. Another person's alcohol. You don't steal anything. From, yeah. Steal from the store, not another person. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. Like, who the fuck steal? Steal from the corporation. That's fine. That's that's screwing over there. You're not going to affect the low-level employees who are going to be fired anyways when you steal a jug of whiskey. Yeah. The CEO, you're not going to affect any of them. They they have that. They have it. They have things set in place to, oh, for theft, right? Yeah. The rich they, people they have- still get rich. Dude, I steal from them. Not I had me. a regular um, who was a high-ranking um, executive in one of those like CVS, Dwayne Reed kind of Walgreens kind of companies. I won't say exactly who, but or what, but he was like, "Yeah, we account like thirty percent of our margins go into theft." So it's taken, they like take it off the top. Like they mark, obviously everyone who knows anything about economics knows like, oh yeah, you obviously work that into the price point that you sell at. Yeah. But it's like a big number. It's not like 10% or fit. Like I would have guessed 3%. No, 30%. Multiple choice, 3%, 30%, whatever. Three. No. 30. It's it's like a 30% mark. Tenfold. Just to take into, just to just. Just for theft. That's before paying people and like, you know, labor hours and all that kind of wow. stuff. The price point is increased 30% just for One theft. One out of three people are pieces of shit. <laughs> I That's guess. actually a low estimation now that you think about it. Yeah, now that you think about <laughs> Everyone's it. Everyone's yeah, a piece of shit. Maybe it should be 70%. Dude, I, I, uh, I'll tell you what. I steal avocados. Do you? You got to make up for the ones that are spoiled that you buy. <laughs> was that your, when you were talking about when I, you opened it? I that think, was you, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I, no, I've brought that. I think I've brought that up. There's no joke yet, but like that's. The idea. That's a premise. Right. I'm sure it's been touched on. I'm, but doing, it's like, I'm doing so good. I'm eating healthy. I'm going to eat this. And then oh, you, open you open it up avocado, and it's all brown. Yeah, and you're, like, you're like, oh. I guess I'll kill myself. To, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you did talk about peeing in the cup, getting back at that guy. There was another story you had put on there that I want okay. to touch on. It, wrote, it might be our last story, but the um, yeah, knocking right. a guy out when you were hungover. Oh, where where was this? How uh, old are you? When yeah. what's happening? T- take us take us through this. I was this. nineteen. I was in college. Okay. And I was. This was a UFC fight. This is actually the fight that wound up on YouTube. God, I'm so good at this. I'm so good at this hosting thing, dude. Circle back, dog. We didn't plan any of this either. No, it's crazy. I didn't even know that was the same thing. It's great because you never mentioned being hungover when you talked about it. Yeah. No. Of course. No, I didn't. So I, I had no idea. I know this was just natural. This yeah. just worked out. All right, cross it off the chalkboard. We got to, we circled back. All right. No, no. 
fucking there's play by play no so we actually so this um, is just to set it up for the listeners this is what the you're a freshman in college yeah this so is when you're doing ufc the yes, mma stuff mma yeah yeah yeah, UFC, yeah, yeah yeah mma yeah it's kind of like nfl to football blah 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 you yeah. know so i i yeah it's never in the ufc so this is my third fight so i had beat a guy in my first match second match got my ass whooped did you yeah it was my one of my two losses the guy kicked me in the throat Ooh. and i couldn't breathe and i was just like thought i was gonna die so i was not really worried about fighting and i just like covered up and was like trying to dodge him and he just like was hitting me like in the back of the head and shit while i was like half hunched over and the ref stopped it yeah i always wanted to like rematch him and you know when i had more confidence oh yeah but it happened still to this day he was like about it i was 19 he was probably like he was a grown grown ass man like he was smiling at me in the way down he was he knew he was gonna kill me and i was just like fuck but yeah when you can't breathe when your windpipe might i be couldn't crushed. imagine yeah <laughs> crushing your trachea and you're like oh. yeah fuck that guy hope he's dead but uh um, <laughs> Yeah, I hope he, hope a fucking train hit his throat. All right, so we uh, third fight, man, and I didn't even know this fight wasn't planned. So I, I get drunk with all my friends and stuff, and it was one of those things where you wake up the next day and you just have like you shit water like every yeah. hour. You pee pee out of your butthole. I, I like yeah, I was spraying piss out of my ass every hour on the hour for, and then my coach goes, "Hey, I got a fight for you tonight," and I. I guess God was like, take it. For some reason, I took it, and you weren't. Oh, so you could opt it. It's not like oh, something you had God. to do. Up till my, up till I went, I probably had f- fucking watery shit all over my body when when you see that fucking video. I go in there, man. After just, I probably shit twenty twenty times that day. What time is this? The, the it was flight. at night. So, okay, so you're, like, feeling like shit all day. And then Horrible. you're like, I got to go and fight this guy. Yeah. And I, like, had to weigh in. So, like, I'm dehydrated. and, and That luckily, probably helped the weigh-ins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I had, like, an apple, and the apple gave me diarrhea. So I'm just in there, and I'm like, this uh, Were you I... worried? My biggest concern would be, like, if this guy hits me the right way, I'm going to shit myself. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I was like, why am I in here? So I just went. That's the whole. I don't mean to interrupt, but that is the whole idea of the show. Is what am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? So bell rings. I go in there. I throw a jab, miss. Like, <laughs> right. I back up. Then I'm like, fuck it. I I got a really strong left kick. Like my coach always says, that would kill somebody. You know, when I'm he's holding the pads, he's like, that's a that's a secret weapon. I just <laughs> I fucking I load it up. I run. I like run in and just throw it. I thought it was going to hit his ribs. He ducks, anticipating another shitty jab, and just looks at my shin. <laughs> and I thought he, I thought I killed him. That's... I walk around the ring like, um, just like woohoo! Everyone's cheering. I'm like, did that just happen? I do the, you know, Anderson Silva used to play the guitar, the guitar yeah, air guitar. I think I did that, like, but I didn't commit to it. So I just like half played the guitar and then stopped oh, it was man. so stupid i'm just a skinny dehydrated 19 year old douchebag walking around and like this i think he was a marine 
like former mer- like a hero. <laughs> I just luckily knocked out. You got lucky and almost yeah, killed him. I, yeah. And then like uh, then my coach is like, go check on him. So I walk over there. I'm like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, uh, he's like sitting up. He was breathing. So you were like, right, yeah, 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 yeah. But like I fucking, it was cloud nine, man. Yeah. Knocking someone out. Greatest feeling in the world. I mean, it was crazy, man. Like, and I didn't get any pussy <laughs> because I was probably scared of that. I was just knock a guy out and then you go back. And yeah, yeah. I just didn't know. I didn't even know like what from here, you know, because I did it. I trained for it. Yeah, it happened. But like, I'm not. I I would just never cut out for the UFC. I mean, for the looking back, I should have been like the Special Olympics division of fighting because <laughs> my hips and yeah. So I'm all fucked up, but um, yeah, I was hungover and got a lucky kick. And and people in the comments even say it was a fluke and shit. But it's like, what have you done? Yeah, exactly. Like, You're I've, commenting you, on my video. YouTube comment people are the worst people. I hate them. Yeah. Even sometimes they're nice, but it's like you were just a coward with no goals. I literally so just said this to another comic. People. I hate YouTube comment negativity because you're you're the biggest fucking loser, and you have the audacity to shit on somebody who's at least putting themselves out there in some form. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't know. Sound That's where we're gonna end it. <laughs> Plug yeah. everything one more time. Your social media, everything like that. Uh, at Nathan Orton NYC. Um, thank I, you so much for coming on, man. Thank you. I do appreciate it. This was this fun. Was... You and I have a nice little rapport. I feel like buddies. We're going to have to get you back on because we have eight more stories we got to get done. Yeah, yeah, well, seven. Seven. That's true. Uh, oh, yeah, we did sorry. do the float story. What a dick. I just correct you. It's not necessary. <laughs> thank you, everybody. So much for listening. BrennanTComedy.com, at BrennanTComedy on all social media. Coming to Florida next week come check out some of the shows and we'll talk to y'all next week peace